Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. I feel like this one's gonna be fun, right? Yeah, man. This we got yeah, we got some. It's an interesting topic. So, what's the topic for today? The topic for today is: Can you do business with friends? Can you do business with friends? Uh, you what? You uh, he? I, I feel like you're leaning towards you can't do business with friends. I feel like you can most definitely do business with friends if you understand the prerequisites. If you understand the prerequisites. Okay, well, let's let's start there, right? So, like, first, like, why is there such a stereotype, right, or an issue or a stigma of even doing business with friends? Like, you know, it's like, what is the issue? What is the big drawback of doing business with friends in the first place? Well, I think it's almost like having a roommate, right? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it can go south, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you can lose uh, maybe the more meaningful part of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, speaking, I think that's the surface. Speaking of roommate, right? So the reason why we're even talking about this. So back in 2014, um, so me and Curtis knew of each other for a long time, but we didn't actually start kicking it until probably like, Early 2013, maybe late 2012. Bro, I didn't even realize it was 2014. Yeah. Dang. Crazy, okay. right? Yeah, crazy how crazy. much happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, so like we got so cool that we like, it was like, all right, cool. Like we're at very transitional points in our lives in terms of this could be the springboard that really takes us to the next level or, you know, it could go another different direction, right? Mm-hmm. So we, um, we decided to you know, be roommates, right? Um, but before that, we had actually started this little group called uh, Greater Than Society. Shout out to Greater Than Society. That was, that was hella fun. <laughs> GTS, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all remember, y'all saw the picture, man, it's exclusive private Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so we started this group very organically. I mean, it was it was love. Like, we had people from other cities asking, could we start chapters? Like, it was it's just yeah, it was something crazy. that was organic that popped really quickly. But in that season, we were like, yo, it would be kind of smart for us to, like, live together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he had his own place at the time. I had my own place at the time. Our Both of our leases were coming up around the same time. And we were like, why don't we just, like, live together? But it wasn't just, like, haphazard, right? It was like, okay, in true Curtis Walsh fashion, he was like, <laughs> well, we got to be intentional about it, dog. You know what I'm saying? Had his shoulders back, you know what I'm saying? And Kurt, he had this look when he looking at you like, all right, okay, let's talk then. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, so, but it was, it was good, though, because we were just like, all right, if we, as two grown men at this point in our lives, if we're going to live together... We better be able to come out on the other side of this and say that it, it was worthwhile, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I remember the, off the top of my head, some of the things that I remember, it was like, I, at that point, obviously, what I brought to the table was financial acumen. And even though I was in business for myself, there was still a lot that I could learn from running a business. So what he brought to the table was business acumen, right? And so our agreement was, through this relationship, through this year of us living together, we're going to make sure that you come out a better businessman and I come out a better, more financially astute individual, right? Now was kind of the, the surface level, like, yeah. benchmark, right? Didn't didn't really know what that would look like, didn't know what, what that meant, didn't have no smart goals associated nothing. to it or nothing like that. Um, but I think it's also important to kind of go back to what, to what you were saying. So we both knew each other before yep. this point, but mm-hmm. we kind of connected uh, randomly a year before this point of us talking about yeah. um, living together. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where we both was like, dang, like, I mean, we knew each other was cool yeah, because yeah. we had mutual friends, you know, a degree of separation, but we didn't know that it was just like, could be so or- organic, right? Because right. if, if you, if you think point. about it, how like intentional you are about not doing business with people right yeah. just like hey like it's cool right. we can like kick it but we're not doing business like <laughs> curse i get it but me being in business now i get it right but like so to think that we to your point how organic it was that we just like, we didn't have that barrier it wasn't yeah. like well nah we're not gonna do this or yeah. here's the here's the black and white right, and so right. it was looking back it's very interesting knowing yeah. your personality type how we were able to get there so quickly yeah it didn't garner so much support like it was crazy. I mean, you think about it. We went, what was that spot downtown? The crazy, super Bentleys. 
He had people oh, at Bentley's, yeah, yeah, the rooftop yeah, on 27th, yeah. <laughs> all, all in one day. Yeah, our first day. event yeah. at Bentley's that evening, dressed up, suited and booted. Had people at a park working out, like 30 yeah. people plus. Yep. 30 people plus. Um, went to brunch. I think, did went we go to brunch that same day? I don't know. We probably did. Or maybe man. it's another day. No, actually, no, no, no. We worked out, went to brunch, went to, brunch. to eat out there because mm-hmm. that, was, that was the combo. It was always going to be fitness with food. Food, right? Right. And then later on that night, we wanted to do something social to yeah. where these people could could bond and, you know, just create some network mm-hmm. and synergy and all that kind of stuff. And that's where we wanted to always be a high level type of experience. Right. So what better place than Bentley's? Right. You know, what it makes me think about, though, and you guys aren't necessarily going to have this context. But before we started hopping on here. We were saying, like, making sure that we build things that, like, it's not even about, like, the monetization. I think that's why it popped, right? Yeah. It was like, we just want to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we created the platform. And so I think we need to go into the next wave of things that we do with that same mentality. Yeah, got to. We show, we, we've, we've proven, like, what can happen on the back end. Yeah. But Because we actually had to scale it down because it grew too fast. It grew too fast. Right. And we weren't ready as business partners right. to, to, to maximize that and handle that, right. which starts a lot of the conversations of can you do business with, with friends? friends yeah so my my stereotype is friendship overrides like professionalism right it's like you got that homeboy right. oh, oh it's kurt so he ain't gonna be pressed if i'm 20 minutes late oh it's kurt so he ain't gonna be tripping if you know i ain't got my half of the money right now he know he know i'm good for it. he know where i live uh, right so like there's this like implicit i don't have to be as serious as i would with somebody else just because right. you're my homie right. you know what i'm saying so i yeah. think that's kind of the stigma. Yeah. One of the stigmas at least, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't play that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, cuz that's an integrity thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh and you got to be careful what you uh start to set in motion early cuz people yeah. always get comfortable. It's almost like that teacher, right? That teacher who uh starts off really strict. Mhm. But then ends up being like the coolest teacher ever, right, right? Right, right? Versus the teacher who starts off really cool, then tries to lay lay down the law right. and like he's like, yo, like what's he doing, yo? Right, chill out, yo. You know, what yeah, I mean? that's a that's a good analogy. That's yeah. a good analogy. You know what though? Here's the ironic. Here's why you know it's a character thing. I'm glad you brought up the word character because with me, for instance, we we've done business. To, we've done it all on all sides. We've been in business together, like creating a platform and breaking bread together and we've also done business together in the sense of like I bought from you you bought from me mm-hmm. and so for me from a character perspective I feel this heightened sense of responsibility exactly. when I do business with friends it's like I don't want my name to be mud that's my fam basically like I can't do wrong you know what I mean right. and so it's very interesting because character is the right word because it, it, it reveals who people really are because yeah. like how could you do business with somebody that you're supposed to have a real relationship with and then exploit it yeah. or not do right Right, I would be scared. I'm like, shit, this person know all my people. Yeah. But above, but above that, like, I want to do right by the person that's my. I want them to know the best side of me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So character, I think, definitely plays into it, uh, for sure. So I guess we talk about the negatives. Like, what are some of the pros? Like, what are some of the pros of doing business with friends? Is is there any pros? There are pros. Mm-hmm. But before I forget. I don't think we really dove into the negative, so we gonna still go back to that. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Hunter, do you wanna what? what No, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's just dive into the negatives. Yeah, why not? And maybe even give some examples. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like not true examples. Right, right. Right, because we got some. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like So let's expound upon the one listening to this in their feelings. Like, no, we weren't talking about you. No, bro. No. (laughs) Let's go back to the one you glazed over a little bit that like shit can go south, right? Mess yeah. up friendships because, like, you've had a few business, businesses, and I don't, you don't want to like speak specific to right. specific examples, but right. like where you've had people that you started out with, and then as time evolved, it was like, oh, maybe this is not the best fit, right? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, and and, and so some of it you can't avoid, True. right? Like, I think that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. right? So, there comes a point where you got to move with wisdom, mm-hmm. right? So, let's talk about pre pre wisdom. Right, yeah. like okay, you don't have the wisdom. You're just building something that's organic and uh, mm-hmm. grassroots. Boom. Mm-hmm. So grassroots, a lot of times we just know we have tasks that need to get done. Right, right. right. Who better to call on than it's your somebody. friends who's mm-hmm. gonna hold you down? They may not necessarily be. Uh, 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 dang, what's what's the word? They qualify. Qualified, yeah. Right, but. Hey, this is what you need to do. Just kind of like get it done for me. And you aren't really looking for the highest quality. You're just looking for it to get executed. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Well, the problem with that is what happens when the business takes off mm. and their lack of qualification Does it can never the scale level, right. with the level of business that it is now. That's that's something that I've dealt with very recently, actually, right? Um, it's like, it's almost like any any business, to your point, it starts out, you basically just getting who can help, who's willing yeah. to help. But then as it grows, it's like, oh, yeah, you that really wasn't a good move. You know what I mean? You're getting exposed. Like, they're getting right. exposed. Right. But it's like, then you feel a little bit of guilt because it's like, well, damn, they, were, they held me down yeah. Yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. So to your point, I think that what circumvents that is we all have a heart to heart. Like, hey, look, I appreciate you willing to support me at this level. I think is one of your favorite quotes, right? Let's see what this becomes. Right? Yeah. I think we the reason why you're willing to support is because we believe of what it's going to grow right, into, right? right? With that, we also have to have the self-awareness right. to know that as things grow, maybe it grew out of the original right. capacity that I right. came on board with, right? right? We'll find a place for you because right. of your loyalty, yeah. but it might not mean you're the VP right. or you're the 50-50 right. right. business partner, right? right. And so right. as the owner, but also devil's advocate, as the owner or the creator of the business, you can't be so hard pressed for support that you don't have the foresight right. to make sure that you don't give out equity and do right. you know what I'm saying? So so then let's just start there, right? Yeah. So if you're not educated in business and you just go, which sometimes that's what it takes is for you to just mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Right. Then and you get to this point, then mm-hmm. you just gotta be willing to have that hard conversation. Something that Kurt Walls you know is is has no trouble doing. If you need, maybe you should add that to your consulting resume. Hey, are you are you in need of having a tough conversation? Don't know what to say? Call Curtis. He will yeah. look you in the eye. He won't blink, and it will take less than ten minutes. It'll take less than ten minutes, and we'll still be friends. Yeah, we'll still be funny. friends by the end of it. That's funny. But um, yeah. So like, you got to be willing to have that hard conversation. If you are. Somebody who is starting a business and you're going through all the uh, resources to make the best moves from the beginning, mm-hmm. then the reality is just like what you said, kind of having that conversation like, hey, we're going to see what this becomes. Right. And maybe when we can start to get some revenue in or profits or whatever that may look mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to reassess the skills, skill sets, the, the capacities yep. and all that kind of stuff and figure it out. Or maybe one of the best things to do is possibly just sign a temporary like contract. Yeah, and then at that time we have yeah. that's a genius idea, yeah, yeah. right? Just having the foresight to say, you know what, we don't know this is going to become. I don't want to have you locked in forever, like, and right. I don't, you know, what I'm saying so. Let's just at twelve months, whatever it yeah. is, we're just we just we, 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 that's a yeah. genius. I like yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah, a genius yeah. idea, right? Yeah, you know, uh, another con too. Well, you got to say something. No, I thought you is ignoring the red flags, right? Yeah. So it's like because they're your friends, it's kind of like, oh well, no, nah, that's just so and so, and but that's cool as a friend, right? You know what I'm saying, but like. You can't ignore it, but like, because you care about somebody, you can't ignore that red flag when it comes to business, right? But you might do it because it's like, oh, they, they ain't gonna do me wrong. Like, they right. gonna they gonna hold it down because right. we're we're buddies. You know what I'm saying? Um, example. Let's go back to that roommate example. Yeah. Right. You're talking about being a roommate, but you ain't never even seen ain't his never house. Seen his house. He cool now. Right. He cool. cool. He get all the chips. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't never seen his house. Yeah, no, so you can't be disappointed when you end up in a bad relationship. So, like, what's the lesson learned there, right? The lesson learned there is know who and what you're working with early. See, like, I now live in a space where uh, there are prerequisites in the context of, like, uh, give me evidence that that you've been in this space before in a successful way. Don't give me evidence that you're passionate about it. Um, I'm about to say passion don't create results. Passion don't don't bring in the revenue that's needed to sustain a company. Passion doesn't create a culture that can be sustainable right. with other people as well as myself because mm-hmm. it come it comes down to that compatibility of you and that person in a business space. Right. It's just it's just like a woman. It's just like dating too. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many people that you can say uh, in the dating world that you've gotten along with mm-hmm. very well on a casual level. The moment yep. you made that thing a little bit more official or you got a little bit more tied down for whatever yeah. decisions <laughs> yeah. you decided to make. Yeah. Right. Like, and then, and then you realize like uh, their expectations post all of that, yep. you know what I mean? is different from yours. You know what I mean? Like, did you ever have that conversation about relationships prior to? 
Right. You know, like you got to have the hard conversations in this capacity, mm-hmm. right? On the front end, yep. you know, learn what the strengths and weak and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. You know, really understand what your strengths and weaknesses. Because if you aren't able to articulate what your strengths and weak and weaknesses are, yep. you know, then you can't get mad at them for coming into a situation where they can say that they didn't know. Yeah, because you can't get mad at what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost it's almost like like. No one wants to have that awkward conversation. It's almost like, well, it's not bad now. It's not a problem now. Why would we bring it up? Because you don't want to have to deal with it right. later on, right? So I think the biggest takeaway is like being intentional on the front end mm-hmm. to ask the challenging questions that might reveal that this isn't a good fit. It's almost right. like people are afraid of the reality that if I ask too many questions, it might reveal that like this ain't a good idea. I mean, not a good idea for us to work together, mm-hmm. right? But being okay with that. Because right. either you're okay with that on the front end, it's almost like being engaged and then calling it off. I'd rather you be engaged and call it off than be married three years and then realize right. like, this ain't where yep. it's at. You know what I'm yep. saying? Because you definitely will see the signs. Yeah, and you got and you just gotta like lean into that. And yep. it's like you know, what is it gonna look like? Our right. proposal. You know, people are getting super crazy and fancy now and all right. that stuff. So it's like, what's it gonna look like when you get a divorce? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like if you know, you know. And you got to make that tough decision yeah. and have that conversation. Right. And I'm always advocating that conversation. And the reality of it is, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you can do all the things right, mm-hmm. but, you know, it comes to a place where, again, the business has scaled, right? right? And what does that look like? I always tell people who work with me, you know, mm-hmm. and this, is, this was a hard lesson learned. This is post this is probably after my seventh year mark, right? Yeah. I have seventh in, year mark of being in business and being okay. in business for whatever that business may be, whether it was my nonprofit or my, uh, you know, right. I got my, you. My for-profit businesses. So I would always say, look, like, I need you to grow with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, please don't put me in a position where we need more and you still have the same skill set that you had when you first started. Right. Go out there and research stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go out go out there. I shouldn't have to call you every day and give you valued mm-hmm. advice. It should get to a right. point where you're coming to me saying, Curtis, look, uh, own it. Own it. That's the, that's the key. That's the, that's that's the, key. the biggest thing, that's man. The key. And, and, and that's the that's the thing that I struggled with. Uh when I started investing more money, mm-hmm. right? Because I was investing more money and the people who was working for me wasn't investing money. So right, they didn't right. feel the stress yep. and everything that goes into the way that I did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ones I stayed loyal to as we continued to grow was the people who I knew was owning their position. Right. Was starting to come to me with ideas. Was starting mm-hmm. to... Um, uh, just randomly text me something that they learned or or whatever their task was saw that right. they implemented it themselves. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know what? That's, that's very important. To your point, so I brought up an assistant recently and she's super on it, right? So she proves that time and time again. It's almost like, not to be manipulative, but it, almost that can be a red flag and a test in and of itself. Give them a project or something, right? right. That clearly has an opportunity for them to come back and be like, well, after doing this, I realize this is more efficient or blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Like there's a clear path yep. to th- someone who's on it, who makes that connection, that they would make that connection and see what happens. Like just leave it open-ended. Yep. open-ended. And if every time it's just like they're waiting for the task, yeah. they're a task rabbit, then they're yeah. never going to be someone that can grow with you. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. But at least you can compartmentalize. You know what? I do need somebody to execute tasks, but you'll never be somebody that I can grow with and we break bread with on that level. Right. Because this is just where you're at. And, right? and, and I think that's the moral of the story of which, uh, what we're talking about. Right. How to compartmentalize your friends. Because some friends mm-hmm. who have great businesses, that doesn't mean that y'all can be partners. Right. You know, you got to compartmentalize that person as just, as just that friend who just mm-hmm. happens to have that great, that great business. I have a great business. That mm-hmm. I mean, we can do business together. together. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, okay. So, now I feel like it's a good, a good opportunity to at least talk about, like, some of the pros. Okay. Associated with like yeah, you know, doing business. So what do you, what do you think? Like what are some of the pros of doing business with like friends? So I think one of the two that just popped in my mind is you know that person very well to where you will know how to communicate to them. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and if things get hot, you also um there will be a good understanding of where each other's intent is coming from. Right. Because sometimes it has to get to that boiling point. Oh, yeah. And what allows you to not 
throw up your hands and and give it all up is for mm-hmm. you to know that person's intent yep is sincere exactly right yeah in full transparency so what's this march around this time last year like i soft launched a media company right mm-hmm. and so um you launched an event that you had right so this is my this is my first opportunity i was like kurt it's a great opportunity for us to collaborate um you know I want my media company to cover the footage for your event, right? So full transparency here, right? So if I'm being honest, at that period, I knew what I wanted things to look like, but I didn't yet have the team, i.e., right, doing business with people. I didn't have the team that could execute at the level that I would hope that they could have executed at, right? And so in that process, we learned that. And Curtis and I, just like the same conversations he has to have with other people and I got to have with my team, we had to have a tough conversation, and, but it didn't escalate to a point where it's like, oh, my gosh, like me and Curtis can't be friends. That was over a year ago. But we were able to have that conversation based upon our relationship because mm-hmm. he knows my intent. He knows I'm not intentionally not trying to deliver or whatever. Like I was just, for lack of better terminology, in over my head at that point. Right. right. And because of the lack of understanding of the pe- of the capabilities of the people that I had. Right. And right. so. We had a conversation. We got clear on what that looks like, and that was cool. Yeah. But to his point, I think a pro of doing business with somebody is like that you're friends with is if we didn't have that relationship, it's like, well, damn, like how do I approach this without him getting offended or right, going right, south? Right. We can skip past all right. that because of all the previous history right. of being friends. Right. And also, you got to make sure that the people you do business with have a certain level. I'm really on an emotional intelligence wave right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Like don't like if somebody can easily get you off your rocker like just that easily like it's not their fault right it's your fault mm-hmm. like number one if it's someone that you do care about and someone that you believe cares about you then they pro your word they probably have good intent so it's like let me back up let me digress what you said or what you did made me feel this way or evoke this emotion but based upon what I know about you I don't think that that's your intent so can you clarify for me, what you intended, right? right? But that takes a lot, because in the moment, it's like, right. shoot, you just want to blow up. Like, we're all, we're all human. I don't think we have to, you know, fake the funk on that. Right. But so, and then, so George brought up that example. He told you what his perspective was. And in my, and on my side of things, I know when I'm in business mode, I can have a direct and aggressive tone. Right. Right. So, I was... And when I need to get my point across, I need to just say it, get it mm-hmm. done so we can move forward. And in my mind, the sooner I say it, the sooner I get it out the way, I can know where each other stands. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if he didn't take it the right way, I'll have more time right. to find the right people. Right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, or find right. the Makes right sense. solution, right. right? Versus, like, you know, beating around the bush, trying to save feelings and all that kind and of stuff. Too late. So, right. on the backside of after we finished that conversation, I felt very blessed to know that George knew in my tone and in my urgency of the now, right? Like he knew my intent wasn't to uh, try to be to be to belittle you as right, a man, right, right, you know. Right. It was just like yo, and, yo, in this capacity, you're failing. Right. You know what I mean? And my money is on the line, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just like that conversation, right? Right. So, uh, man, that just speaks volumes to who George who George is and who you've always been as a balance in my life mm-hmm. even especially what I was able to observe about you even beyond you know the thing that we talked about we wanted to give and take from mm-hmm. our relationship yeah. was like kind of like uh how you're able to approach things and and uh be just so level-headed man you know yeah. uh uh that's that's just probably one of your strongest uh I think uh strengths when it comes to just relationships in general that you know because concepts govern your specifics right. moves into so many different avenues of your life man so no, uh, I, I, I appreciate that and I think that's the beauty of like again I think it's a goes back to like doing business with people so we were mapping out something else before we got on this podcast but it's like again you can have friends y'all can kick it y'all can do a lot of things together but like when it comes to doing business like there has to be a mutual value add where someone brings something different to the table right right than the other person does it not that they lack it or they can't right i've been in some business situations where like i could bring that to the table right. but that person it makes more sense for them to bring it to the right. table, right so either yeah. it's that situation or something where you just don't have and that person has right. it and there's a yin and yang right. balance, right? Because we could, me and Kirk could play good cop, bad cop all day long, right. you know, in a business model based upon that balance. What I can learn from him is, to your point, that's a great perspective. I can save time 
by just getting straight to the point and not just save time, but also save the situation because <laughs> right. it's like, well, shoot, if I beat around the bush and then it comes to find out that the person took, takes it wrong and they, it's the day of the show right. and they, they don't show up because of how things right. went, now I'm screwed. Right. Versus like not being passive aggressive and mm-hmm. just getting out there because there is there is a happy medium. Like, yeah, I, I think passive pet peeve yeah, passive aggressive is the worst thing. It's yeah, almost I like stand we're in a room recording this podcast right now. Let's say somebody else had a reserve and they're walking by, and they're <laughs> yeah. like you know rubbing their pants yeah, like, and looking at their watch, like just knock on the door. Yeah, just knock on the door and be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know y'all can edit. You know what I'm saying? So like, can can I yeah, get in this room? Right. Yeah. So there is a happy medium. So me <laughs> and Kurt, like cool. we we joke about it. Like right. it's like. Like, gee, you you try to be the most pragmatic person, but to give y'all context, like where I got that from is my martial arts background. So my instructor, he would, I won't say beat it, but he would, he would like do stuff to us to push us to our point to see how far we could go without breaking right. so that we could ultimately be in control of that emotion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I've always just like kept that with me. But the caveat to that is, you know, you don't want to get me past that. Right. right. Um, but I've always kept that with me because it's like, then that means I'm really in control. So I value that. It's like, you might try, you might think that you're in control of the situation, but what you don't realize is I'm just so in control of my emotions that what you're saying isn't phasing me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that is something that I, I, I've appreciated um, to have in my, in my wheelhouse. But yeah, so that's, remember, that's a pro. I remember, um, so there was this business relationship that I had mm-hmm. uh, where... In this case, we were great partners starting off. Yeah. Everything about our personalities was perfect because what I didn't have, he had vice, vice, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, and we weren't able to step on, e- on each other's toes even yeah. if we wanted to. The only place that we stepped on each other's toes was just vision, like, you right, know, right. like ideation. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just both had ideas for, mm-hmm. for, for, for days. But when it came to, like, executing, you know, it just, uh, we had different skill sets. Mm-hmm. The difference was me being who I am over yeah. time I learned his his mm. skill sets. Yeah. He didn't grow from his skill sets because he got comfortable in knowing that Kurt can't do what I can do. So Yeah. Well, not even that. He got comfortable in knowing that he could focus on other things because Kurt can can get it done. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And then over time I became business savvy enough to realize I'm the only one doing everything, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And like now you're yeah. just taking money now, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? And, and this, and this yeah. just doesn't make any sense, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, you throw out some solutions mm-hmm. and hope that they gravitate to it and it kind of wakes, kind of wakes them up, Yeah. you know? And then you kind of throw out more and mm-hmm. more and then realize that they're failing and failing and failing and yeah. there's a trend there. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we ended up separating. Right. So it started off as a great partnership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the other part to it. You got a uh, uh, Stephen Furtick, Elevation. One of my favorite quotes from him is, uh, face the facts, but keep the faith. Keep the faith. Yeah, I like that you know? too. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, yo, like it got to a point where like, dang, mm-hmm. I did build this business with him. Mm-hmm. I could not have gotten to this point with him. Right. But where we got to go, we ain't on the same page anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's the reality of it. You know, you know what I've been I've been fortunate enough to realize though, as of late though, is is and you probably don't have this challenge because you're more direct, but like, when, most times it's almost like you got to give people the opportunity to like express how they feel. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that is like you would think that oh my gosh, if I have this conversation, they're gonna blow up and blah blah blah. But half the times, if you just are upfront and tra- and transparent about the situation. And you are able to articulate your viewpoint. People will respect that. You know right. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, well, yeah, I guess you put it like that. You're right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we're so afraid of the response right. of like, oh, man, this is not going to go well. Yeah. But the truth, that's the beauty of the truth. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, this this may uh, this might not be taken well by a lot by well, not a lot of people, but by some people. But my intent is sincere. Um, you know, you know what example that like like that reminds me of what? is dating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're dating a woman, mm-hmm. you know, and you know you're not all the way there in that situation. Right. You know, mm-hmm. some guys really struggle with just keeping it real. And just keeping it real. Saying, you, you know, know just keeping it real, saying exactly like where like where it is or not over promising mm-hmm. and under de- under delivering, right? And in that moment knowing that they may leave you. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Which they ultimately do. But sometimes what I found in my past, you know, before I <laughs> met my wife, yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, and all this other all kind of stuff. stuff. But what I found was, you know, like, even though they may feel some kind of way, they mm-hmm. can't be mad. Right. You know, it, it goes you back know? to two things I think about. But go ahead. And then after that, they mm-hmm. they leave you. Mm-hmm. Then they go to some other cat right. who don't tell them the truth, who's right. lying to them all, all the time. And then who do they think about? They think yeah, about at you. Least, at least he was real. At least me. he kept it real. It makes me think. Of, you know think what I'm saying? Two, it makes me think of two things. Right. Number one, one of your quotes. Yeah. The true test of vulnerability is if it doesn't go the way you plan it, will you regret it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you telling somebody the truth. Might not go the way you would hope. You hope that they might receive it a different way, but it's the truth. Right. And the, and what you can't regret is the fact that I had the integrity to honor my feelings in that moment, and the outcome is the outcome. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing it makes me think about. The second thing it makes me think about is I'm actually buying time because I can't really think of the second thing. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. To you. Let me let me let me build on that because then yeah. there's the flip side too as well. The true test of vulnerability is if it doesn't like work out, will you regret it? Right. right. Well, you just said the dude telling the woman. Right. Well, the woman got to understand that's and even males. So we have to do this too. So I'm right. not just talking about the women in this scenario. This right. is male and female. Like we got to understand that that goes. To the person who's receiving the information, too, mm-hmm. you true, know, true, like, true, true. like, cause you were vulnerable, you started giving your feelings, you know, letting your feelings flow and yep. and and letting whatever flow, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, you are hurt now, right? You know, do you carry that hurt to the next relationship, mm-hmm. or do you not regret it and just find the pros and cons and take the lessons learned right. and apply it to the future? That doesn't mean. You hold the next person accountable. See, like applying lessons learned doesn't mean you deflect True. the issues onto the next person. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? It makes sense. That's just you accept the reality. Mm-hmm. You face the facts, but keep but the keep faith. faith. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That the next time, you know, it will that go well. It could go well. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, that, that's that's powerful because I think to your point, business, dating, whatever, it's like you carry this. Well, this happened here, so. I'm now gonna make this person pay for that, right? And so sometimes, but if you're vulnerable on the front end, even that, even extending vulnerability, what are women afraid of? If I tell him this, about my bag and she gonna run, All right? Right? But you could be upfront about it. Let him. Yep. This, this is what I'm concerned about, right? I don't want to. I don't want to project this on you. So I'm gonna let you know so that if I'm ever in this space, you can understand what it looks like. Yeah. My last relationship, God did X, Y, and Z because of that. This is kind of where my headspace is. I'm still working through it. Just want to let you know so that like you're not blindsided, right? Right. The woman's afraid if I tell if I spill all that candy in the lobby up front, the guy's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm out of this," yeah. right? But her doing that can do one of two things: either he can respect that, it's like, "Man, that really lets me know how to like treat you going forward," yep. or he might be like, "I'm not with that. I didn't come yeah. sign up for that. I just came for a good time. Yep. I came for there a good go. time, not hey. a long time, you know." I, but <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> So he could be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. that, I'm not with it, but you have to be vulnerable enough yeah. to live in your truth. Shout out to TJB. Hey. Be vulnerable enough to live in your truth because that's why truth is so powerful because it's like, and it can change over time, right? Yeah. Like, in this moment, this is how I'm feeling. One of my other favorite quotes, when the facts change, so do I. What do you do, right? <laughs> I don't care about screenshots. I don't care about what I tweeted three years ago. I don't care right. about you scrolling through my feed. I don't care about any of that. If I get some new information, if I have a paradigm shift, right, that's where I'm at. And you can judge me, you can go back to my old statement or whatever, like that's where I'm at. And you gotta be willing to live in your new truth based upon your new level of awareness and understanding of how the world works. George, look, we gonna have to take a poll. We got to take a poll and let us know if you want to really get in the mind of Kurt and G, because we just went off subject. We did. We <laughs> you did. know what I'm saying? We did. But we yeah. di- but we diving into some stuff that we right. really be talking about that, uh, you know, when other friends come into our, our space and mm-hmm. joining these conversations are really powerful. So seriously, y'all set up that poll. I will. And yeah. see if they want to just kind of, because we can go in a lot of places, you know. Yeah, absolutely. With relationships, with uh, man's law, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, relationships. Oh, well, I already said relationships. But relationships <laughs> but is, is really key right now because yeah, right. cats just got married. Absolutely. <laughs> you know yep, yep. Shout out to Mexico. And honestly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, uh, um. Uh, that's just the phase that a lot of our circle is in right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've had that fun. Mm-hmm. 
uh, live life phase, yeah. you know, and now we're kind of like uh, fun uh, legacy phase. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and totally exactly. Right. And even keeping the theme of vulnerability, it goes back to conversations we, we always have, but it's like one of the things that I really wish was different is that like people being more transparent about the challenges of what it takes to have a successful relationship, business relationship, personal relationship, marriage right. relationship. Right. Yeah. And because like, it's almost like when I first got into financial services, if the firm that I was working under would have told me, yo, this shit is hard. You probably should stack up a little bit of money before you start. Like you're not right. going to make money off the rip. Yeah. Would have did two things, right? They would have either lost me, right? right. Like, yo, I'm not with it. Or right. they would have got somebody who was very prepared right. for what was going to happen. I think right. we're so scared by the truth right. and the vulnerability of what it, it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Either you're going to find out on the front end or the back end. Right. I'd rather be prepared for battle than to right. get in the middle of it. Like, oh, you didn't tell me he was a sniper. You right. Know what I'm right. Like, so I think as a society, like, let's take advantage of how much we share and use our platforms to share truth. Like, like right. and, be, and not, not stigmatize it because here's the beauty of it. When we're offline, we all going through it anyway. Yeah. So why are we trying to put on online? Like, I ain't right. going through it and everything's perfect. Right. And we arguing at home, but I'm posting our anniversary picture. Yeah, like, like why, I, why can't, do, I can't stand that. Why are we doing that? Yeah. Like, why not be like, if y'all go back, I'm going to practice what I preach. Like, my wife, love her to death. Um, on our anniversary, we were supposed to go to, we did go to St. Lucia. My beautiful wife packed her old, an old passport and we missed our flight. And because we were flying out of Raleigh, because I was trying to save money, we ended up having to drive back to Charlotte. And it was this whole thing, right? And I told her, I was like, it's our anniversary. This is actually happening on our anniversary. I'm not posting. If I'm posting about our anniversary, I'm posting the truth. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, I'm not exactly. posting about like, Hey, we're in sunny St. Lucia. We're on the way, and things things is sweet. Cause I was hot. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I lost like fourteen hundred dollars on a trip that was already expensive because of how all that panned out, right? right. But we used through my nudging, <laughs> used our platform to be honest because that's these are things that people deal with every right. day, right? Yep. So if we're sharing all this stuff, why not use it to connect with people on a more meaningful level? Level right. to go back to my point, like having those guys because now we're those guys right early 30s is guys in their mid to late 20s gonna be looking to us there was right. guys who i really looked up to that let me down shit. you know what i'm saying communication which is true yeah. communication is huge that's so but broad. that's so generic that's right so broad like, and, generic, and i'm yeah. not that guy like, even the little show we came out with it wasn't like oh we're so perfect and everything yeah. we do is cool it's like these are just challenges you can yeah. be comedic about it you can be whatever you want to be about it but at least share the real and with that guys we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we're going, to, we're going to dive into another aspect of doing business, but more so from a cultural context of doing business with black people and what that looks like. What's up, guys? George Ashenpong here, founder of the Melanin Million Movement. Did you guys know that the Melanin Million Movement is on a mission to help 100,000 people of color invest their first or next $1,000 in the stock market, effectively creating $100 million of new wealth among people of color. If you haven't heard about it, head over to melaninmoney.com. Check out the Get Started page. There's also some great apparel on the site to help you spread the word without having to say a thing. All right, guys, and we're back talking about the topic of can you do business with friends? Right, and so now we're going to transition to kind of a different light because, right, you know, I'm, I'm pro black everything, melanin money, black brilliant, blah blah, blah you know. So, we, we got to talk about some black stuff, right? So, the question now becomes what is the stigma or the where did how do we get to a place where like doing business with black businesses is just like always going to be bad? Like, how do we get to that place where like there's this connotation of if, if it's a black business, it's just not going to be good business? How do we get there? But let's let's start there. Let's unpack that, and then yeah. let's kind of talk about like, is that true, and what what the realities so, are. So I think there's not no one answer, but I do think that we should take a look at our communities mm -hmm. uh, pre desegregation. Okay. Right. Our communities relied on black businesses uh, pros prospering to be able to serve the communities that they serve, right? right? So, like, you know, in the neighborhood, you had doctors beside teachers, beside factory workers, beside maids, right. you know? Mm -hmm. You built a strong community and culture of what 
uh, black is, you know? Mm-hmm. It was easy to identify what the 20th century or the 21st century early on issue was, yep. right? Which was what? The color line, mm-hmm. right? Um, so then we started to, you know, protest civil rights. We started to demand better, yep. right? Our expectations started to shift. The possibilities became more than just the mm-hmm. status quo, yep. right? And with that, um, I think that's where that demand became cloudy when it came to what is the solution. Because mm-hmm. just because you're black, that doesn't mean your approach right. and your demands are exactly the same. We just mm-hmm. knew conceptually there was an issue with the color line, i.e. Nation of Islam approach mm-hmm. versus Martin Luther King, Black Panthers Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. all these different ways of addressing the same issue with mm-hmm. uh, different sol- solutions and all of this other kind of stuff. So we uh, desegregate mm-hmm. and now we have access and we are demanding even more access mm-hmm. to communities that aren't necessarily ours, whether mm-hmm. that's shopping, yep. whether that's living, mm-hmm. whether that's education. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wondered, and this is my opinion, right? I wonder if the real solution was not necessarily uh, us fleeing the things that made us us, right, as a community right. during the uh, days of uh, social oppression, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if um, the solution was truly just understanding we needed equal resources right. and investments. And we could do what we need to do. Right. Right, you know, so then we start leaving our capacities and going to, uh, you know, the other, uh, the oppressor's capacities, right? And then we started to neglect the things that made that made us us. You know, doctors now, black doctors, they're living in the black neighborhoods. They start living in the more affluent neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because they had nicer things because that community was white, you know what I mean? Just to be transparent right um and then so on and so on the social class definitely started to broaden Mm -hmm. right after this point so with that you know uh we no longer start shopping with with each other now there's a whole nother area that we can go as far as with that road right but to kind of like stay on topic with uh supporting Uh right um there came a point where I think our parents, mm-hmm. right? So I'm in my thirties, yep. early thirties, mm-hmm. when our parents started to realize we weren't supporting our own anymore, right? And comments were starting to be made, but I feel like it was our generation, slightly older, yeah. you know, probably two decades pre us, mm-hmm. and then definitely the decades that are following us, mm-hmm. where we started to take action and trying to fix that that narrative. Right. Right? And we did it by just saying blacks should support blacks. Mm-hmm. Right? Sounds good on a theor- theoretical level. Right. Right? But implementation is a totally different thing. Totally right? Different so, like, it was the concept of, like, okay, I'm black and you black. You got a business. I got a business. Let's just partner. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of misconceptions and uh, and uh, negative connotations came from that interaction. Yeah. You know, because just because you were black, that didn't mean you needed to do business. True. There was something that, that uh, I guess, uh, still overlapped all of that, which mm-hmm. is what? Good business. Right. And that's why this is relevant to our initial conversation. Absolutely. It's finding the right partners. Yep. Right? So, like, what happened is, it's the concept of you and I. Mm-hmm. Right, we are able to leverage each other's strengths, business practices to mm-hmm. create uh, sustainable business models. Right, right, moving forward. But you got to realize we're doing that at this point. We right. started our businesses years, years ago. ago. Yeah. If we would have worked together at that period, we right. probably wouldn't have the same relationship. This is true. Because I made a lot of mistakes. Right. I made a lot of decisions that wasn't best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you did too. You know, I'm sure. Right. right? So like we would have, our partnership, there's a potential that our partnerships would have failed because we didn't even know what we had. We didn't even right. know who we were. Yep. As businessmen. 
I agree. Or women, right? And that goes to the self-awareness piece. Exactly, right? exactly. So now, you know, we're both in that capacity where we aren't just partnering with somebody just to have uh, a relationship with them. And just because it sounds right, good. Sounds good. We partner with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we are partnering based on what we know. Right. Right. I know you bring this to the table. I know you're good at this. I know mm-hmm. I lack this. I know I need this. Mm-hmm. I know this is the percent that, that I am comfortable with. Right. I know this is what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I think now we're getting back to that space where conversations just like this is happening to where, like, us being in this entrepreneur space and defining our business, not just being black, but being just a solid business. Good business. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if I left out a couple of pieces trying to get back to like why we went this. No, that, that makes this sense. Direction, that makes but, sense. You know. So now, so basically, no, I, I get where you're going with that, right? It's like just because, like at that time, you know, it made sense to okay, do business together because you had a black business and I got a black business. It didn't necessarily mean that they were both ready to collaborate or if they were even good businesses. Right. Right. And so because of that, that now has transcended into that stigma being carried over and like, well, black people just don't do good business. But to your right. other point, we also didn't have equal resources. Right. You know, and I always think about it all the time and it's a very, it's a very oversimplified analogy, but we also have to give ourselves credit too. Right. So like, there was a 400 year head start, arguably, right? That what's the correct terminology? I'm trying to be politically correct. Caucasian people had um, ahead of us, right? So, of course, they should be doing better, but you know, right. conceptually, right? Of course, they should be doing better business right. than us. But what we would have to do is either one, acknowledge where the gaps are and find partners or resources to fill those gaps and understand and communicate that so that no one's left out in the cold, right? People respect truth. It's like, hey, if you say, I'm a small business, we're still figuring things out, we appreciate your support. Like you might, you think that that detracts from your greatness, but it actually just makes you more relatable because we all got, outside of (laughs) business, we all got shit we still working on, right? Like I work out at the Y now. And one of the things that is so inspiring for me is that they're in the middle of doing a construction overhaul. Now imagine if the YMCA, this multi-million dollar corporation, or however much money they make, they say, you know what? We're not gonna reopen our doors until everything's perfect, right? If these, even this office building that we're in, when I first moved in, it was still under construction. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, hey, you can't move in until things are perfect. We're gonna show you what we got right now. We know we're gonna get there and we're cool. And then on top of that, you're going to give us feedback along the way that might alter the course of right. what we build right. to serve you better. Right. You see what I'm saying? We have to be more okay with the reality of self-awareness and knowing where we aren't, sharing that, going back to vulnerability, and then knowing that that's a power and not a weakness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Imagine you trying to build an app or something that costs a lot of money. You get no feedback. You don't roll it out until it's the perfect app, and you roll right. it out and nobody wants it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's okay, like to roll yeah. things out incrementally yeah. and show that to the world so that you can you know, get that feedback. And know? that's one of the biggest things that I've learned too is respond to your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to do my best with responding to negative feedback. You yeah, know, uh, and I've gotten it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and me too. And now I haven't gotten it in an overwhelming way for uh, for sure. But right. like when I do get it, I address it mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it, I even had one situation where I received an email from somebody and I said, hey, do you mind uh, just sharing your phone number? Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just love to talk to you, you yep. know, and just, you know, uh, verbally give you my my apology. Right. right even right. though I knew there was some context that that person didn't know and understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I still wanted to go that extra mile because in this situation, I don't get a lot of complaints. Mm-hmm. And if anybody took the effort to reach out to me to do it in a constructive way. Yeah. You know, I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like I should pick up the phone and they're going to hear from the owner. And we had a great conversation. We actually ended up making a connection and opportunities for some future stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but you know, so we went back in that history and that context just to see how we kind of started missing the mark yeah. Uh, making sure that we was taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Because what happened was we started leaving our own home and spending time, spending the night at somebody else's house, mm-hmm. right? And then next thing you know, we coming back home and our house is messy, yeah. 
You know what I mean? And then we're like, okay, well, we have to straighten up the house, mm -hmm. right? And then you expect for the house to just get straightened <laughs> when after years it's been neglected, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, we're learning how to create these partnerships again. We're yeah. learning the importance of not just being a business but doing good business. Right. You and, know? And, and to your point, like, that's where the vulnerability has to come. Like, let's be honest, people. Like, we know we, we got to go into these conversations. We know there's some, some weaknesses or some gaps on your side. Then there might be some weaknesses or gaps on our side. Let's get it on the table. Let's identify if those are weaknesses or gaps that we can overcome to right. have a successful partnership. Yeah. Right? Versus you come to the table like Mr. Big Shot, you putting on front street because your Instagram looks good. And everybody thinks you do good business, but no, you just got good pictures. Right. <laughs> One of the things I say now is people are so focused on building a brand that nobody builds real businesses. Yeah. There's platforms, they got 50, 60, 70,000 followers, right? And I've gone to an event or an experience or purchased something and it was lackluster. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, wow. I've always pride myself. I mean, kind of moving into that social media talk, right? I, I've always pride myself on being able to get high-level sponsorships and high-level consultant opportunities mm -hmm. with the question of, well, you don't have a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. I said, well, the difference is the people who follow me influence everybody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's real. <laughs> you know, right. so it's... <laughs> That's a really good point. It's a really good point. It's yeah. a really good point. I shout you out know? to this other guy who has a really great podcast. And so he did a little video clip the other day. He said, what you need to do, these pages that you admire and you respect and you think is super dope... Don't look at who follows them or how to get so many followers. Look at who they follow. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, because yeah. it, that's who they're inspired by, right? So it's like, look at who they follow because that's like going to that. lead you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. going to lead you to a whole nother world, 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 right? Like, you know where are they mean? getting their source from? Where are they getting exactly. their game from? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, don't look at their follower count. You're so exactly. mesmerized by the 100K, but look yeah. at the 10. Yeah. Right? Listen, very 10 people. Yeah. might be the owner of the company yeah. who you can reach out to directly. Yeah. It might be the person who's curating the content. Yeah. Those are the people. Marketing right? tip. Marketing tip, especially in the community, right? Yeah. Uh, with nonprofits and all that kind of stuff where you're trying to get uh, the masses of the community mm -hmm. to come together. Stop trying to target individuals. Target the leaders of organizations who serve mm -hmm. the individuals. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because target the person who is creating the newsletters, right, to send out to them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like numbers, you know, yeah. numbers are now, in my opinion, becoming, uh, companies are now, I think, starting to, oh, catch, to catch on that, like, your follower base is not equivalent to being, you know, a true in influencer. Absolutely. Right? That's exactly like, what I talked just, about like, my last podcast. Popular. Like, mm -hmm. you're just popular, like, right now. Absolutely. And popularity <laughs> does not translate to profitability. <laughs> Right, the trust of one leads to the acceptance of many. Yeah. So if you get the trust of the one that already has the acceptance or right. the trust, that that's the right. game, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like, even in a business model, like it's a great marketing tip you gave. In a business model, build an experience or build a business that speaks to the brand, right? Not the not the people, right? Who you? One of my favorite quotes: "Who you serve does not does not have to be who pays you." Right. Who you serve. Right. Once the moment you learn that, I like that. everything will shift for you. I like because that. I don't have to nickel and dime my end user or the consumers. Like, look, right. no. I can I know that that consumer base is attractive to another corporation. And if I have their trust and that corporation or that brand or that company knows they have to go through me to get to them, that's yeah. where the value is. Yep. Right? So I can that, that now gives me the liberation to serve at a deeper level get the true trust and support of that audience knowing that that gives me leverage with the brands and the corporations right yeah so when you marry and you and you be gone for three four hours your wife will facetime you and so we're on a real live real life facetime on the podcast you just no. made the podcast you just made the podcast kale <laughs> what you gonna say to everybody what you gonna say to everybody what <laughs> Just me and Kurt and whoever listens to this when we download yeah. it. <laughs> what you got to say? Oh, it's live? Yeah, it's live. It's not live. It is live. Uh, well, I'm just checking in. Oh, okay. You just checking in. You just checking in. I ain't kidnapping. I ain't kidnapping. So I'm you FaceTime me to check in. You, you see what happens, y'all? You see what happens. You <laughs> FaceTime me to check in. A check-in can be through a text, right, baby? I got to see where you at. Oh, okay. True, true, true. All right, babe. Well, we're going to hit you back later, all right? Bye. But yeah, so in the spirit of being transparent and real, right? What what better way to do that than answer a FaceTime on the podcast? Yeah, there you go. But, um, but now, nah, guys, more of the story is like, 
when you're doing business, when you're in a relationship, forget business, when you're in a relationship, there you go. Right? When you're in a relationship, let's talk about the key things that you should talk about or what are the key takeaways of this conversation, right? Like what are the key things that you absolutely need to do when you're entering in any kind of relationship to ensure its success, right? What do you think? I, I think the first thing is you got to be intentional and ask the hard questions before you even start, mm-hmm. right? So what if it's going to add a little damper on the parade? Like I want to know up front if this is something that's going to be a good fit for you and I. Like, I don't want to waste your right. time either. It's not just about me. I don't want to waste your time, right. right? And on the flip side, ask the hard questions along the way. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody thinks you just got to ask the hard questions initially. Right, just check a box. And- no, because, like, yo, this is a process. This yeah. is a journey. There's yep. going to be points where you're going to have to revisit something or something that you didn't even think to think about right. has occurred. Yep. Address it. Yep, I agree. I agree. The other, I think, key takeaway is like understanding your business acumen and the value you bring to the table and also be willing to reassess that. So that's like a recurring theme, right? Like it goes back to my quote earlier, when the facts change, so do I, right? The business changes, the relationship changes, the person you thought will grow doesn't grow. Like there's all these factors. And at that, at that point, you got to be willing to decide if it makes sense to reassess, yeah. reevaluate, and also know the value that you bring to the table. I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but like... Um, in terms of like, if you go to a, if you go in partnership with a person, just because they're your peer, your friend, same age, older, y'all might not bring equal value to the business. Right. Did we talk about that earlier? I can't remember. No. Yeah. So like, I think we've talked. We talked about. We talked about, about, we talked about it on the podcast. So really quickly, because I don't want to, I don't want to derail this this point here, but it means that again, going back to having a hard conversation, that in that hard conversation, you might realize that you bring 70% of the value to the conversation. Right. So what does that mean? It's not a 50-50 business. It's not a 50-50 no business. No matter how cool y'all are, how long y'all yeah. been friends, it's not a 50-50 right. business, right? And that's where emotional integrity and uh, experience can come into play and business acumen can really come into play because, for instance, I'm in a place now where... Uh, I asked myself probably a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. little of a lot or a lot of a little. See, I'm now in a place now where I'm cool with taking a little of a lot. Absolutely. You know? Me too. But when I first was starting, in my mind, it was like a lot of a little. I want it all. You know what I'm saying? Me. Like, but, you know, but that's where you kind of got to be real with yourself and know mm-hmm. exactly, like, where you stand. Absolutely, guys. Yeah. So, so what would you feel like, what do you feel like is the last few takeaways from this whole concept? So, um, man, I don't know if it was this podcast or something else where I mentioned that I followed Cornell West. And one of the biggest quotes mm-hmm. that I that triggered in me in college when I was yeah. reading his book was, so many men are walking these streets rendered invisible. Mm. And what that ties into is the power of reflection. Mm. Right. And then that took me to another quote, which stays in my mind is an unexamined life is not worth living. Socrates. Right. So the point of it is reflection is key. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to know yourself and your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities and be real with what that is and what that looks like. And then because you went through the process for yourself, you know what to look for and what to ask. To your partner, absolutely. You know, you cannot, uh, you, you cannot be half-assed with that concept. I agree, one hundred and ten percent. It's one of the firm reasons why, while I don't desire to do everything in my businesses now, I'm glad that I had to bootstrap and be resourceful in the beginning. Yeah, because now people can't bullshit me. Oh, that's a that's a big word, bootstrap. You may yeah. want to talk about what bootstrap. Yeah, is, so though. bootstrapping, right? Basically, it means you might not have the the resources, but you have resourcefulness, right? right? So you find ways, you leverage relationships, you figure out how to get it done. You're scrappy. Like, man, I got the money, but you find a way to get it done. You don't get funding. Like, if it's real popular now, we see so-and-so, a series. I don't know none of that. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm just now even starting to vaguely understand what all these terms mean. Because I never had access to or never thought I did. There are are actually studies saying that companies are more willing to invest in individuals who have bootstrapped than they are with individuals who have gotten loans. Absolutely. Right? Because the success of their company is truly from an organic place versus a manipulated place. Right. Right? So... You can't talk about bootstrapping without talking about an MVP. And we won't go too deep into that, but minimal viable product. Mm -hmm. This is what I was bad at starting off. 
I had ideas for days, mm-hmm. and I had the ability to execute it without a financial, uh, <laughs> without a financial understanding of what yeah. that can look like. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the uh, expense side or it was the uh, revenue, which hopefully will be will turn into profit, right? Yep. So MVP is understanding what the big idea is mm-hmm. and scaling it back to a point where you can bootstrap it and make it happen. Not thinking about spending so much time trying to create a business plan, mm-hmm. right? And execute the full the full capacity of that business plan, but minimizing that and seeing what can I start to create and test and then allow to grow into the full vision over time so that I'm not a victim of premature scaling. Right, absolutely. You know? and the, here's a great point to close it off. The last takeaway, when it comes to a relationship, business, whatever the case may be, have solid evidence that the person can execute. Right, like I'm from the show me state. You know what I'm saying? All this, all this talking about it and saying, yeah, I can get it done. And you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm really good at my old job. Okay, cool. Well, just well, show me, show yeah. me demonstrated proof. Right? Yeah. Well, and then not just show me in in this moment. Like, show me your resume. Resume. Show me your show <laughs> yeah. me your track record yeah. of executing execute at a high level. At you know, a high specifically, level. not conceptually. Oh, a yes, consistent it's, level. It's, it's kind of. Well, I used to do something kind of sort of like this when I was in my old job. Like, no, bro. Nah. Like, what do you bring to the table that uniquely qualifies you to be in this position? To you know what I'm saying? Position. But again, that, all this ties back to the first point. Be intentional. Have that hard conversation yep. up front. Don't yep. don't be afraid of it. Like, hey, you know, before we go any further, can you show me a demonstrated track record of yeah. how you've executed at this and won and been actually successful right. and why it makes sense for us to right. do business? Right? right? Yeah, man. Hey, well, I know we went off on a few tangents, but I feel like ultimately we brought it home and it was all relevant. So definitely thank you guys for tuning in. And did we do a poll on this one? I think we said we were going to do a poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to do a we're going to do, Yeah, we're going to do a poll on this one. Like, what so. topics, like... Because we collectively, I don't even want to, I would be scared well, to do the math. Two, it's two type of polls, right? Right, right. The first poll is, do they even want to hear me talk again right. with you? Okay. Right? That's so the first that's poll. the first poll. <laughs> and now you're yeah. creating another poll. So what's the new, the, 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 the other poll is topics, right? Topics, like if, okay. So if you want to hear from us collectively again, what do you want to hear from us about? Is it about business? Is it about relationships and, and being married and how you manage that with me? Like what, like you yeah. tell, I don't want to give you ideas. You tell me if there's anything that you want us to talk about right. as young black men out here trying to make it. Right. And the beauty of it is like one of the reasons why I think uh, our conversations are dope is because mm-hmm. this is, these are naturally conversations yeah, that, we, that we have yep. on the, uh, weekly basis exactly at least it used to be daily mm-hmm. we, we live, live together. together you know <laughs> what i'm saying but now it's at least a yeah. weekly you know and and these are conversations that people need to hear and hear from people that they can trust you know right. and and the beauty of it is we ain't gonna talk about something that we don't know exactly now we may speculate right we may, we may question mm-hmm. right but we ain't trying to pretend like we know everything and we are vulnerable enough to, to say. tell you where we failed at exactly prime example i just I, i'm a financial advisor right into the naked eye you might think that that term means i'm i know all things finance i just told you three minutes ago I know nothing about that world of when it comes to getting funded um, from like a, as a Silicon Valley type company in Series A round. I don't know anything about that stuff. I'm vulnerable enough to say that even in the, the vein of you thinking that I probably should know about it. It's not in my wheelhouse. So right. we're transparent. We're vulnerable. We're real. Um, and fortunately enough, we've been able to build up a little bit of credibility in our own right. So there's certain mm-hmm. people who might look at us and say, oh, you know, these guys got it all going on, but we don't, we don't. and we're cool with sharing that, yep. which makes you realize that whatever it is that you think you can't do, you can do too. So. I feel so empowered to be in that space too, man. Like that feels great. It does. Man, you're vulnerable enough to, to tell somebody who you know looks up to you or respects you and be like, yo, like, I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, I, I, I used to be like, I remember I used to be like in boardrooms on a low level and like a guy who was like a high level guy in there and like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that at all. Could you repeat that or could you break that down for me? I'm thinking like, really? Like he said that? And, but it started to sow a seed in me that like that's actually a trait of leadership. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to waste time letting you think I know something and then I'm going back and I don't have the skill set or the knowledge to do what I need to do. Yeah. I'm going to let you know right now yeah. so I can break it down so that I can get it done. This is another tangent. Yep. And this is what we do, y'all. We kind of go to tangents at, <laughs> at times, but this is something that's also relevant. You yep. know, is when we talk. This is our pet peeve now, y'all. 
is like we realized there's been a lot of conversations where people answer questions to us and gave us half truths. Mm. You know? So Talk like, you know, this may be a good platform for us to address the things in a vulnerable place where we right. aren't just giving half truths. If we have to give half truths then we don't need to talk about we it. We don't need to talk we, about we it. Like we just won't go around like we aren't gonna tell you the only issue is this mm-hmm. when really we know at home we dealing with this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm a hundred percent on board with that. And that's you know? and that's even what I told my wife. I'm like, if if I have to sugarcoat it I don't want to do it. Like, I just right. would rather not do it. If we're not right. comfortable to like be transparent about it, I'd just rather not do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. And again, we're going we're gonna to put those polls somewhere, probably social media or something in our stories because technology allows us to do so. Um, and let us know. Give us your feedback because we'd love to come back with the content that you want to hear. Hey, we got goals. We got goals. <laughs> you versus you, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Achenpong, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me. What's up, guys? It's George Achenpong, your host of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. I just wanted to take a quick second and say thank you so much for listening to the show. I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for anybody who takes any amount of time out of their day to listen. If you find this show valuable, practical, or helpful in any way, do me a huge favor because it helps us out tremendously to try to reach more listeners. All I want you to do is please leave a review on iTunes and also share this podcast with three friends that you think might find value in the show. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.